Hi, and welcome to a very special edition of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and happy one-year anniversary to the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, Honestly, kind of nuts that it's already been a year. Obviously, that's how time works, but... I am very grateful to each and every one of you that has rather listened, that has liked, that has commented on anything, that has joined the show. Uh, It really means a lot to me. It's been... I've really enjoyed doing this. I'm going to keep doing this until... I don't fucking know. I'm enjoying myself. Um, But yes, I am grateful to each and every one of you who listens or watches any of the clips thank you uh it's only going to go up from here uh this week's episode uh just me for obvious reasons i wanted it to just be myself for this one year anniversary uh podcast uh i didn't tell any of the boys that so they all got very mad at me about me being on myself because this episode I am doing QB rankings probably the most uh, controversial list ranking you can really have when it comes to NFL topics and not only am I doing going into the 2023 season I am going to do a projection of the post 2023 season Uh, and as always we will do the NFL weekly update we got a lot to talk about this week, so I guess let's just get into it. Uh, starting off with some big uh, extension news. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, Dallas Cowboys cornerback, signs a five-year, $97 million deal. Uh, it is up to $104 million. Well-deserved for Trayvon Diggs. I think that puts him next to Marshawn Lattimore uh, in that cornerback market. He's one of the highest paid now, obviously. Well-deserved. Has 17 INTs for his career so far. Only 24. Uh, The dude's a ball hawk. I am very excited to see him and that Dallas defense this year, especially now that he's playing next to Stephon Gilmore. I think Diggs has a chance to be a crazy ball hawk this year. And well-deserved of that contract. Uh, Next extension news, we have Pittsburgh Steeler Alex Highsmith signed a four-year, $68 million deal. Alex Highsmith is still a name that not a lot of people really know. Uh, The man had 14 and a half sacks last year. He is well-deserved of this uh, big payday. And those 14 and a half sacks were a lot of them came without TJ Watt there. Now that defensive line is looking like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, and then Alex Highsmith on the other end. Scary. And maybe JJ Watt come December? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Well-deserved. One of the young ascending players in this league. Let's see what he can do from here. I'm expecting another big season from him. Uh, Another extension. We have Seattle Seahawk. uh, Yuchenna Nwosu signed a three-year, $59 million deal. 32 of that guaranteed. Uh, he was a it was his first year in Seattle last year. He came over from the Chargers. Uh, he had nine and a half sacks with Seattle last year, and 
They're hoping that he keeps improving. Uh, I think that Seahawks defense is definitely improving. He's a big reason for that. I'm excited to see what the Seahawks defense can do this year. And Yuchen Nwosu got a bag, a well-deserved bag. Uh, yeah, we'll keep going on. Uh, free agent signing here. Uh, Marcus Peters signed a one-year deal with the Raiders. I don't know what the term is. I didn't actually see that. But a one-year deal with the Raiders... Marcus Peters immediately becomes the best corner on the Raiders, or at least I can say the most notable uh, name uh, for any corner that is on the Raiders. Uh, Marcus Peters isn't what he used to be. Uh, for a long time, he's been kind of a cornerback number two next to Marlon Humphrey there in Baltimore. Uh, I guess we'll see. I don't think... It's better than what they have, but I don't expect Marcus Peters to immediately go in and like change the defense. I think he's solid. I think he's fine. I think he's well. He's on the back nine of his career right now, but a signing that the Raiders definitely needed to make. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, we got some quarterback news. Uh, Brock Purdy, Niners quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant from the draft last year. He is good to go to start training camp. Uh... Just a little flashback, that NFC Championship game. He gets hit on his throwing arm, hurts his elbow, tears some ligaments, needs surgery. I was expecting Brock Purdy to be back or more fully cleared closer to week one of the season. The fact that he's fully cleared right now is insane. Good for him. Uh, kind of ruins a lot of takes that I had for the quarterback. Uh rankings going forward because I mean if you listen to this you know I like Trey Lance and I don't know if Trey Lance gets that chance anymore I don't know why they wouldn't trade Trey Lance at this point I don't even know what his value would be at this point but he deserves to go somewhere where he can maybe get a couple games in but we'll see um but big news for Brock Purdy big news for the Niners if he can regain that I mean Fuck, that seven-game stretch that he had last year was unbelievable. Uh, let's see if he can do it again. I mean, he was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason, so maybe does he regress to kind of more what his normal should be, or does, or does he just exceed everyone's expectations, blow all of his draft projections out of the water, and to do what he did last year? I guess we'll see, but that's very good news for the Niners who had no idea what, who their QB1 going into week one was going to be. It's now officially Brock Purdy. Uh, another quarterback news out of the AFC West. Raiders quarterback Jimmy G. We can officially say that now. He has passed his physical. Uh, obviously, he got hurt last season, and that's why Brock Purdy had to step in and immediately take his job and look better than Jimmy G ever has as the Niners quarterback. Um, but Jimmy G had that foot issue. It is now, he has now passed his physical, so the Raiders don't have to worry about starting Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy G is fine. Don't expect much from the Raiders, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh... Another extension, I guess. Um, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley signed a one-year, $10.1 million extension. He's getting $2 million as a signing bonus. Uh, and he has a million in incentives. If you've been following the running back market and the running back uh, franchise tag market, 
Saquon was already making 10.1 million this year, fully guaranteed, because I think the tag is fully guaranteed. I could be wrong on that. Uh, so he signs for that exact same number with an extra million dollars in incentives, except all of the incentives, basically he has to have a better season than he did last year. I think uh, it's like 1,300 rushing yards. I think he had like 1,312 yards last year, 10 touchdowns, or 10 touchdowns. He had 11 last year. Uh, I think he had, I think he needs like 60 catches. He had 57 last year. So basically like Saquon needs to have like another like spectacular year to even get that extra million. Basically, he's still on the franchise tag. This solves nothing for the running backs. And I have to address some very stupid comments that I still don't understand what Spills is trying to get at. Uh, so I've obviously been anti-pay running backs because the way the NFL works, it's you can find a running back in the draft literally every year. The Niners consistently pump out good running backs. Maybe it's their system. I don't think think so. I think running back is the easiest position to find in the draft. Uh, and yeah, I think that, yeah, if you draft one of these running backs and you wait till their first year contract's done, you grab another running back and maybe either year two or year three and hope that that guy just takes the reins and immediately moves forward. Uh, yeah, so I'm, if I was a GM, I don't want to pay running backs. However, I want all of these running backs to get paid. I think that's a very logical uh I don't know, yeah, that's just like that's logical. I can have two separate trains of thoughts even though they're opposing. It's I don't know. I I I still don't get what Spills is trying to get at. Um either way, anti-pay running backs from a GM league perspective very pay running backs from a fan enjoyer of football perspective because the running backs are still one of the most fun positions in the game hands down and speaking of running backs they got together on a zoom meeting hosted by austin eckler to discuss the running back market so on that zoom was austin eckler derrick henry christian mccaffrey jonathan taylor nick chubb Najee harris joe mixon jk dobbins aaron jones Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, and of course, Saquon. Um, I, I don't really know what came from that. There was not a lot of news about what came from that. Uh, I was maybe thinking that, hey, Saquon and Jacobs are going to hold out of camp. Uh, Josh Jacobs took a flight out of Las Vegas, so he will not be reporting to Raiders training camp. Um, yeah, and then Saquon signed this deal today, and it's just kind of like why like i i don't get the deal i think saquon is definitely worth more than that uh i mean fuck i i guess i'll just say it i was gonna have daniel jones very low on my 20 or post 2023 season qb rankings just for the fact that i was like saquon's not gonna play and daniel jones is gonna regress so heavily because he is not the leader of that offense it is saquon i mean they paid daniel jones 40 million and they can't give 15 to saquon little ridiculous again i get it from a market standpoint from a fan perspective it's come on what are we doing here uh next note up we got the nfl throwback jerseys so a lot of teams are going with a throwback jersey for 
one or at least a couple games this year and not like the Dolphins always wear their throwbacks at least once a year but no joining into the mix now we got teams like Seattle we got the Titans which is they're wearing the Oilers jersey uh we got the Eagles with their Kelly Green coming back we got the Bucks with the creamsicle jersey uh the Vikings with their kind of old school jersey the one that like Randy Moss and Chris Carter and uh Randall Cunningham would have worn at that point uh, the Jets wearing a throwback jersey. And there's been rumors. I don't know if it's true, but I think there's uh, rumors that the Patriots are going to go and wear that uh, that old blue jersey that they had from the 90s, which I think that would be sick. I think those were like the Scott Zolak years of the Patriots. Uh, I mean, most Patriots fans have no idea what happened from 2000 or before 2000 because, you know, why would you? They were completely irrelevant. And then Bill Belichick and Tom Brady come in, and the rest is history. Uh, if I'm to quickly rank these throwback jerseys coming in, uh, I have Seattle number one. I absolutely love those jerseys. Uh, they are much, much better than what they're wearing currently and what they switched to. Like those early 2000 Seahawks jerseys were absolutely disgusting. Uh, then I'd go with the Bucks Creamsicle jerseys, second. Again, I said I might have to buy one of those. They are a very, very nice jersey. Uh, then I put the Titans or the Houston Oilers jerseys, number three. It's a little weird that Tennessee is using them, but I mean, Houston the Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee, and I guess they were the Tennessee Oilers for like one season, and then they switched over to the Titans, but those jerseys are sick. They're back. Uh, I'm going to go with the Kelly Green Eagles jersey, and I have the old school Vikings, the Jets, and then... Dead last, the Colts, it's not even a throwback jersey. They, I saw a picture and I was like, oh, is that like the Lions, like new alternate jersey for this season? No, it's the Colts. So it's a different shade of blue than what I'm used to. Uh, the one cool thing I like, they're having a black helmet with that blue horseshoe. That looks very clean and nice. Uh, the jersey itself, very indifferent, but uh, we'll keep moving on. Uh, we got injury news and no it is not because training camp has started and it's just the football season coming back even though training camp is here let's fucking go um no but bills running back slash punt kick returner naheem hines will be out for the year with a knee injury uh wasn't at the facility wasn't training uh somewhere else the man was on a uh a <laughs> he was on a sea minding his own business and some other idiot came and hit him with another Sidu and just fucked up his leg. Uh, again, I don't know how that happens. That's one of the weirdest injuries that I've heard of. A Sidu-ing accident, but not even like you got flung off a Sidu or the Sidu you were riding going too fast and you hit something. No, some other idiot came and just fucking smoked him. Uh, hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, in terms of the Bills, it's not a major loss. I mean, it's another pass catching back out of the backfield. And obviously, we saw those returns he had last year. And special teams doesn't get talked to, uh, talked about enough. And Naheem Hines is one of the best returners in the NFL. So it's a loss for the Bills, but it's not a detrimental loss to the Bills. Uh, we got some... Few cuts, few trades, few signings. Uh, long time, I think he was the Panthers before, and then he was the Commanders. Andrew Norwell, 
Uh, the offensive lineman, the guard, he has been cut from the Commanders. Uh, did not have a very good year last year. Started in all 16 games, but a good vet offensive lineman has hit the market. A lot of teams could use that vet depth. Um, Miami is one of them. I do not like Liam Eikenberg starting at left guard. I can tell you that. Uh, Denzel Mims was traded to the Lions for a conditional seventh, I believe. Uh, Denzel Mims, obviously the former Jets second round pick. Didn't really get any footing. I think Adam Gase hated him. And then new coaching staff just kind of gets buried on the depth chart. Uh, I don't know how good he really is. Um, but this gives the Lions a burner until Jamison Williams gets back. Because uh, if you don't know, Denzel Mims is about 6'3", 230, and ran a 4'3", something 40 at the Combine a few years ago. So he's athletic. Doesn't always translate to the NFL, but uh, we'll see. Uh, next signing up, uh, Cole Beasley, the slot god, anti-vaxxer himself, has signed with the New York Giants. Um, it's a depth signing more than anything, but looking at that Giants roster right now, they have six wide receivers on the roster who are six feet or below. Uh, just off the top of my head. So now Cole Beasley, Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson. Uh, I think Jalen Hyatt's only six feet. Either way, there were six guys. I counted them out earlier. Can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, the Giants like him short, apparently. Other than Darren Waller, who's obviously not a receiver. But uh, he basically is. Because that guy's fucking tall. Um, yeah, the Giants will have... No shortage of slot receivers for this season. Um, another Giants signing, James Robinson has signed with the Giants. Uh, he was with the Patriots earlier this offseason, and they let him go. I think because they like the look how Pierre Strong is looking. That is a name that I will keep bringing up because he will take Ramondre Stevenson's job next year because that's just what the Patriots do. They always do that. Um, but yeah, James Robinson to the Giants... Uh, I think it was a precautionary signing because they didn't really know what Saquon was doing, but now at least they have a hopefully capable backup uh, if Saquon does go down or something happens. Uh, good depth move. And speaking of a good running back depth move, uh, the Ravens have signed Melvin Gordon. This is definitely a signing that was needed for the Ravens uh, and not because they lack talent at the running back position. It's just because every year they fucking always get hurt. Like, J.K. Dobbins has been hurt for the last two years. Gus Edwards has been hurt for the last two years. So, third string Melvin Gordon. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, next note up. We got one more signing, and this one's a little bit of a weird one. But Jimmy Graham is back in the NFL. Uh, he is back with the Saints where his career started. Um... Yeah, Jimmy Graham hasn't played since the 2021 season, uh, and that was with the Bears, so I have no idea what his role will be with the Saints, because you look at that tight end room, uh, Jawan Johnson, who looked great uh, at times last season, they just signed Foster Moreau over for the Raiders, who I really love, um, Taysom Hill, who... I don't know what position you really put him at, but he is a QB tight end, so he's also there. So Jimmy Graham's now their fourth tight end, I guess. Uh, 
Weird move. But good to see that Jimmy Graham is back in the NFL. Um, moving on to some other notes. Uh, looks like Jack Jones, the Patriots cornerback, uh, will be suiting up this season. Bill Belichick that he said that he will not miss any time at training camp. Uh, if you don't remember what Jack Jones actually did, he took two loaded guns to the airport. Um, yeah, so very, very, very stupid. I thought he was never going to play in the NFL again because he's had previous issues and this was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, come on, man. Um, his trial won't be until after the season, so he probably won't even be suspended this year. It'll be into next year. Uh, that is very good news for the uh, Patriots. They're hoping that Jack Jones and Christian Gonzalez can be their one-two, uh, even though Jack Jones didn't really play many games or start in many games down the stretch for the Patriots last year. He started off really hot, but uh, yeah, Jack Boy is back until further notice. Uh, the Washington... I'm just going to keep calling them the football team now. The Washington football team... And Dan Snyder have officially parted ways. And with that, the Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails group is taking over. Um, and yeah, with that, they want to change their name again. Because the Commanders was just a shitty name to begin with. I don't know. Out of all of the options we saw over the, over the period where they were the football team... Commanders was not even listed, let alone a top option. So I'm happy that they're rebranding. And just talk a little bit about Dan Snyder's legacy as the Commanders owner. Just got a couple bullet points here. So he owned the Commanders for 24 years. In those 24 years, he never won 11 games. Think about that. Never won 11 games in the 24 years you were an owner. Awful. Um, they've had more team name changes than playoff wins and first team all pros. Like, basically the Commanders were an absolutely dog shit franchise under Dan Snyder. Hopefully they can turn it around. Um, and I mean, we can say, hey, Dan Snyder, shitty owner, shitty owner. He made so much money on this deal. I think that what he bought the team at and then what he sold it at. I think it was like a 500 and something percent increase. So that has really nothing to do with Dan Snyder and more just how popular the NFL has gotten. Um, but yeah, Dan Snyder is officially gone and we are all better off for it. Uh, we got Vikings rookie receiver Jordan Addison. Uh, was cited for going 140 miles per hour in a 50 mile per hour zone uh, for the Canadian listeners and the people who don't use stupid metrics like miles. Uh, that's going 225 in an 80. Uh, and going to the Ottawa local people. Can you imagine going 225 down the Blackburn Bypass? Like, how fucking nuts would that be? Um, yeah, I mean, just stupid. There's nothing else you can really say other than it's stupid, stupid move. Uh, he'll get fined for it. He won't get suspended for it. But just like, how dumb can you be? Like, you haven't even stepped on the field and you're like, yeah, I'm going to take my supercar and go one 145 over the speed limit. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, and we got another 
former Viking Everson Griffin was arrested for a DUI. Uh, Everson Griffin, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Uh, he was a really good player at his peak, uh, but he's been having off-the-field issues since 2018, and I think in 2021 he was officially diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, he's obviously going th through some shit. Uh, I hope he gets the help that he needs because, oh, there goes a balloon. Uh, oh, yeah, and if you're watching on video, I'm wearing a fucking party hat and I got balloons set up because, yeah, one-year anniversary cover zero. Let's go, baby. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully Everson Griffin gets the help that he needs because it always sucks seeing, like, former, like, really good athlete just kind of, like, go down that path. And it's sad. It's very sad. Uh... And we'll finish off with one of the biggest busts of all time. Isaiah Wilson has been suspended three games for this season. Uh, Isaiah Wilson was a first-round pick of the Titans back in 2020, I believe. I think he saw a total of like 12 snaps over his NFL career. Basically had off-field issues from the jumpstart. Hasn't played or hasn't been on a team since 2021. But the league decided to suspend him for three games because why not? I just found that funny. Um, and yeah, I guess let's get into some QB ranking talk. Okay, hello. This is not QB ranking. So literally as I stopped recorded, went outside, uh, get a text from the group chat. Uh, Justin Herbert has signed a five-year, $62.5 million extension making him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, obviously a blockbuster. Obviously, I couldn't let the episode go out without talking about that. Uh, huge for the Chargers, obviously. They get their franchise quarterback. Uh, and that's, he is. He's a franchise quarterback. You should be proud of that, Chargers fans. There's nothing wrong about that. Um, yeah, and he's now the highest paid quarterback in the league. He will have that honor for probably about... I think a week max when Joe Burrow signs a five-year $265 million extension, let's just say. Uh, yeah, huge. Absolutely nuts. Uh, Chargers are going to have to... Uh, how many years? we got 2020, 20... Nah, he's got two more years till that deal kicks in. So they still got some flexibility until it does. I think it probably kind of works out for them because at that point, Keenan Allen will be gone. Who else is older on that team? They'll probably get out of the J.C. Jackson contract at some point because I have no idea what the fuck's happening with him. Uh, Joey Bosa might be out of there in two years. That might be like, ooh. Uh, Khalil Mack will definitely be gone. So they'll have some money off the books. Uh... But Tom Telesco will have to do some very good drafting. His track record has been okay. I mean, he's been the GM there for a long-ass time. But either way, Justin Herbert, the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL for now until we get that Joe Burrow deal. Uh, and I'm sure that Joe Burrow is so happy that Justin Herbert blinked first and signed that contract. At the end of the day, it's really what's the difference between 262 and a half and 265 million. To these guys, it's nothing. Uh, but yeah, now let's get to the quarterbacks. Okay, QB ranking time. Uh, so yeah, I'm 
I mean, part of the reason why I just wanted it to be me, because if I had Chu on, we'd have Jimmy G getting into the top 10 quarterback conversation, which no one wants to hear that conversation. Uh, And I just didn't want to hear Spills talk about Justin Herbert and, oh my God, he's so fucking good. And yeah, he's talented, but he provides nothing. Um... And we'll get to more Justin Herbert when I get to him in my list. Uh, Yeah, I guess let's just get straight into it. Uh, Starting off at number 32, I'll just list the rookie quarterbacks. The rookie quarterbacks are dead last on this list because I have not seen them play an NFL game. So we got 32 CJ Stroud, 31 Anthony Richardson, 30 Bryce Young. Uh, Those are just the rankings I had them in coming into the draft, into the league. So... That's not changing. Then we get into the guys who haven't really played much. They've played a little bit, but I have no idea what to expect from them still. So coming in at number 29, we have Desmond Ritter. At 28, we have Sam Howell. And then at 27, we got Jordan Love. Uh, I think Jordan Love is probably the only guy on this list who has actual potential. Um... And I'll talk more about that potential when he, or on the post-2023 season rankings, or projection, I guess we should say. Uh, And then with Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell, the only reason I have Desmond Ritter below Sam Howell is because Sam Howell actually looked or had some moments in the game that he played in. Uh, Desmond Ritter did not. Desmond Ritter looked objectively bad in all of his Falcons games when he did play. So, yeah. Uh, Now let's get into the have-been-around guys. Guys who... uh, They've been around. They've... I have enough to kind of go off them to know what they are. Starting off at number 26, we got Baker Mayfield. Uh, Should be no shock to anyone. Baker Mayfield, from former first overall pick, has since jumped around to... Panthers and the Rams. Now he's ended up on the Buccaneers where he will be their starter. Um, I don't think Baker's bad. I think Baker's going to play for a long while in the league. I heard someone kind of comp him to could he have a Ryan Fitzpatrick type career and after seeing what he did in that Rams game when he had like five days notice or five days of the playbook to like go in there and then win that game and he looked really fucking good uh yeah I think Baker can have some moments I don't think he'll ever be a full-time starter again for multiple years but Baker comes in at number 26 uh number 25 we have Kenny Pickett Kenny Pickett left a lot to be desired last year I think he does have potential as do as do most young quarterbacks but um yeah I, I, I think he has a lot to prove this year that he will be an NFL starting quarterback. And yeah, Kenny Pickett, 25. Uh, moving on to number 24, we have Mac Jones. Uh, I can already hear Chu and Cam crying, being like, oh, he made a Pro Bowl his rookie season. Uh, great. That was a awful Pro Bowl. It's a bad quarterback year in general, if we're being honest. Um, Yeah, like Matt got benched for Bailey Zappi last year. He deserves to be no higher on this list whatsoever, just based off what I've seen last season. Do I think Mac still has some potential? Yes. Will it be reflected in the 
2023 uh, postseason projections. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, at number 23, we have uh, choose top 10 quarterback Jimmy G. Uh, it I don't know. It's just simple. Jimmy G doesn't elevate anyone that he plays with. The Niners are the reason why he has looked so good. He's a he's a good game manager. It is what it is, but he provides little to nothing else. Um, at 22, we have Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, also a game manager, also getting up there in age. Uh, didn't really play much last season. Season was hurt a lot. Um, but this is based on kind of what I've seen beforehand and... Ryan Tannehill's a fine quarterback. He comes in at number 22. Uh, Number 21, we have Russell Wilson. Uh, Yeah, Russ absolutely fell off a cliff last season. He was terrible. Uh, A lot of it's to blame on him. A lot of it's to blame on Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, Was just a bad year. Was a bad, bad year. He does not deserve to be in the top 20 quarterbacks right now, especially after last season. Uh... But apparently he's coming into Broncos camp in the best shape of his life. I mean, that's such a cliche, but we'll see. And we'll see where we have him on the uh, projections coming up. Uh, At number 20, we have Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was obviously fantastic in the games that he played in last year up until he got hurt. But a lot of it is a very small sample size and... I don't know, was it just kind of a flash in the pan, Cinderella story, oh my god, look at this kid go, or is he legit? I think 20 is a very fair ranking based off who I have ahead and what those guys have done in their careers. Uh, If Brock Purdy played a full season like that, obviously he would be much higher on the list, but for right now he comes in at number 20. Uh, Number 19, we have Justin Fields. This probably starts off as one of the most controversial... uh, rankings I have and this is not disrespect to Justin Fields I absolutely love Justin Fields I think this year he is going to excel but again I'm not projecting what he will do I'll project for the next list but this is from what I've seen going into this year Justin Fields the runner one of the best running quarterbacks we have ever seen in this league Um, as a passer CFL level. I mean, that's really disrespectful, obviously not, but he has not shown that he is an NFL passer just quite yet. He has also had no help when it comes to offensive line or weapons surrounding him. This year he does. This will be a big prove-it year for Justin Fields. So Justin Fields at 19 for now. Uh, Coming in at number 18, we got Geno Smith. Uh, Geno Smith had, I mean, after being a bust, being jumping around from backup to backup, from team to team, finally found his spot with Seattle and was absolutely incredible last year. Uh, The only reason Geno Smith is so low is it's one year and there's nine other years of Geno Smith doing absolutely nothing in the league. So again, it's kind of like the Brock Purdy. It's what do we expect from Geno Smith this year? I'm expecting the same kind of thing, but... Who knows? Uh, he should be good. Seahawks are objectively a better team. Let's see if Geno Smith can remain at that level or if he falls back to earth for what he's been doing for the rest of his career. Uh, at number 17, we have Derek Carr. Uh, 
I could probably put Geno Smith above Derek Carr, but Derek Carr's obviously heights of his career have looked much better than Geno Smith. So that's why he is ahead. Uh, obviously, Derek Carr was not a good quarterback last year for the Raiders. Moved on. He is now with the Saints. Expecting a little bit better of year from Derek Carr, but uh, this is kind of where he belongs. He belongs. He's probably a top 20 quarterback, but past that, no. And we're moving on to number 16. We got Daniel Jones. We got Danny Nichols. Uh, Walmart, Josh Allen, Vanilla Vic. Uh, he was good. He, he was good last year. He proved a lot of people wrong. He got that contract, which, I mean, fucking nuts that he got that contract. But uh, good for him. I, again, I said it earlier, but I was fully expecting... Daniel Jones to be without Saquon for at least part of the season this year and he will not be so I'm expecting Daniel Jones to improve I think second year of the Dable system uh we'll see that in the rankings though we'll see where he comes up next uh number 15 we got Matt Stafford uh Matt Stafford obviously did not play much of last season he was hurt with an elbow injury that was lingering him or lingering in training camp even before that so his ranking is mostly based off legacy um so yeah he comes in at number 15 for me uh at number 14 we got Kirk Cousins we got the Kirk Cousins standard right here uh and what is the Kirk Cousins standard you might ask uh if I have you above Kirk Cousins, I believe in you as a quarterback. If I have you below Kirk Cousins, I'm I'm very iffy about you right now. Uh, I, I mean, Kirk Cousins, very consistent. You know what to expect. Don't expect much out of him in big games, but uh, he looked great last season. I think he's going to look maybe even better this season. That offense might have improved obviously hard to say with the run game and how that's going to look with alexander madison now taking the bulk of the carries and dalvin cook not being there but kirk cousins number 14 uh number 13 we have another nfc north quarterback lions quarterback jared goff uh this is just more me believing in jared goff slightly more than kirk cousins uh i think they're very similar players obviously uh Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, he has shown up in bigger moments than Kirk Cousins have, but they're relatively the same quarterback at this point. But I'll put Jared Goff one spot higher. Uh, number 12, we have Kyler Murray. Um, people are probably like, oh, that's way too high for Kyler. I still believe in Kyler as a talent. That might be nuts to say. I think he got the short end of the stick when he got drafted. Uh, Steve Keim is an absolute bozo. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is also an absolute bozo. So he got the short end of the stick with a coaching staff and a GM who did not know what they were doing. I think if Kyler goes somewhere and gets a good coach around him and a good staff around him, I think he can excel. Yeah, is he immature? Sure. Does he love Call of Duty? Who doesn't? Actually, Call of Duty is a really shit game right now. Um, Yeah, I think Kyler still has a talent to be here at 12. He will not play this season, so 12 is where he's going to be. Uh, number 11, we have the Predator. Uh, 
the creepy man himself, Deshaun Watson. Uh, and again, a lot of this is a projection because, or not a projection, but Watson was absolutely horrific when he came back from his suspension last season, was very, very bad, was worse than Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but again, this ranking is based off what I have seen previously and what I have seen previously from Deshaun Watson when he was with the Texans is someone who is easily a top 10 quarterback, arguably top five quarterback at his peak. We'll see if he can do it this year. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into the top 10 guys here. At number 10, we have uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, another guy who is very, very solid, has had very good teams around him. He has shined. I have also seen some bonehead moments, but he's a good quarterback. He He's objectively a good quarterback. I think he should be in everyone's top 10 because uh, he is, he he's, in, yeah, arguably top 10 quarterback. I have him in my top 10. Uh I'm ex- I was going to say I expect big things from him and the Cowboys offense, but if Mike McCarthy is the one calling the plays, I'm not so sure. Um, and at number nine, we got Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Um, some people might say this is too high. From what I saw of Tua last year when he was healthy, elite football play, elite football play. He has the touch. Uh, he has the touch. He has the accuracy. Fred Warner called him Steph Curry on how he runs the offense. That's uh, a great compliment. But Tua comes in at number nine because I just can't put him above anyone else based off what we've seen from them so far. Uh, number eight, we have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely did not have his best season last year after two back-to-back MVP seasons. So he falls down because I think he probably would have been easily a top five quarterback going into the league last year. So he slips down a little bit. He definitely deserves to be in the top eight still, even if his play has potentially fallen off. Uh, We shall see this year what version of Aaron Rodgers we do get, but he comes in at number eight for now. Uh, Coming in at number seven, this is where Justin Herbert lands. I think this is a very fair ranking. Uh, I just, again... I say it almost every time I have to talk about Justin Herbert. He's a great talent, has a great arm, throws fucking piss missiles. Uh, Just no dog, no leadership qualities. He, He does nothing to move the needle from a quarterback perspective other than, great, he has a fucking cannon of a right arm. Uh... And yeah, he just doesn't deserve to be higher than anyone else on this list because those guys, I have seen them show up in moments and I have seen Justin Herbert blow a 27-0 lead. Again, a lot of that has to do with coaching and they're really bad coaching, but Justin Herbert definitely deserves his fair blame. Uh, Coming in at number six, we have the man who beat him in that 27-0 game, Trevor Lawrence. Uh... This is kind of where a little bit of my bias comes in. Uh, It was the same with Tua, because you could definitely put Tua outside the top 10, but fuck that, why would I do that? Like, in his moments, in his peaks, he is there. Trevor Lawrence, again, I think that he is the better quarterback than Justin Herbert. I think he does have that dog in him, as well as doing everything that Justin Herbert does, except better. 
honestly. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a big Trevor Lawrence year. I'm expecting great things, uh, but we will keep moving. We will go to number five, going into the top five now. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts uh, went on an absolute run last year with the Eagles, ended with a Super Bowl loss, but his Super Bowl performance... Uh, that really kind of sealed it to me of, yeah, I believe in Jalen Hurts. And obviously his team around him is so great, but you can't criticize the quarterback for who he has around him. Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts is number comes in at number five. And number four, we have Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar's been hurt the last couple seasons. That is very true, but he has also won an MVP, something that most quarterbacks on this list, not named Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes, can say. Um, and yeah, he's kind of dealt with, I mean, some shit luck. I mean, obviously, he's been hurt towards the end of the season. I mean, his whole team's been hurt. Their running backs have been hurt. Their offensive line has been hurt. Their wide receivers have been hurt. So hopefully this is the year we finally see Lamar back to that 2019 form with all of those guys he has around them. Uh, I'm excited for the Ravens this year, and I am excited to watch Lamar Jackson play football at his highest level again with those guys that he has around him. Now we're getting into the top three. Also, I'll post a graphic of all of this because I'm like tier ranking all these guys too. This, this is the order. This is the official order, but I do have tiers within this list. Um, so, yeah, going into the top three now, we got Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. Uh, and the only reason why he is not ahead of Josh Allen, because Joe Burrow has not had that playoff moment, those playoff games where I've been like, oh, my God, what a fucking performance by Joe Burrow. He put the team on his back today. No, most of that has been Lou Anarumo and the defense. Uh Joe Burrow has been good in the playoffs, but has not had those moments that Josh Allen has had in the playoffs so far. Like that, I mean, the Chiefs game from two years ago, the the Patriots game where they didn't punt the entire game. Um, Josh Allen has those moments. Joe Burrow does not, obviously, of their both really, really good quarterbacks. Josh Allen still squeaks ahead, though. Uh, yeah, I don't really think I have to say much else for Josh Allen. I think he is very, very good. Uh, I think playing hurt last year got a lot of people to be like, oh, look, he's he's regressing. He's falling back. No, Josh Allen's still a top three quarterback in the league. If anyone tells you different, they're wrong. Uh, yeah, and without further ado, yeah, without further ado, at number one, we have obviously Patrick Mahomes because who else would it be? Um, and... Just uh, just a spoiler, Pat Mahomes is also going to be the number one quarterback after this season. Uh, he's in a class of his own. He's in a tier of his own. No one touches him at the quarterback spot right now. He is that good. Uh, I don't really think I have to say much more about Pat Mahomes. So let's get into some projection after the 2023 season. Uh and we'll start off at 32. Uh, Desmond Ritter. I just... He's there. Hope He might lose his job to Taylor Heineke, who's just more of kind of like a... Not a game-breaker, but just a gunslinger. A guy who's going to go for it, take those shots. Uh, Desmond Ritter is definitely safe, but Desmond Ritter comes in at 32. At 31, we have Sam Howell. Again, I just think Sam Howell has a little bit more potential than Desmond Ritter does, but... 
I think both of those guys will not be quarterbacks going into the 2024 season. At number 30, we have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield will be on another team. His NFL career will not be done, but it is what it is. He's not, he's obviously not that number one overall pick that people thought he was going to be after like this, his rookie Brown season. Uh, he has swag and yeah, I think Baker being the new Fitzmagic, I think there's potential there. Uh, number 29, we have Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I just flat out think Ryan Tannehill is well past his prime. He has been injured now. Uh, he'll probably get injured again. Ah, that's that's shitty, shitty of me to say, but he's just older. I just don't expect much from him this year. I think this probably is going to be his last season in the NFL. So Ryan Tannehill comes in at number 29. At number 28, we probably have the biggest faller on the list with Matt Stafford. Uh, so yeah, obviously I had Matt Stafford at 15. And as I said, a lot of that was due to what he did in the 2021 season because his 2022 season, he did not play. Uh, but yeah, that elbow injury is concerning, uh, especially it's his throwing arm. I think he's had kind of a similar injury beforehand. And I just think Matt Stafford's done. I don't think, I think his arm is cooked. Uh, it's as simple as that. I also think this is going to be Matt Stafford's last year in the NFL. So that's why he comes in at 28. Uh, at 27, we have Jimmy G. Again, I'm not a fan of Jimmy G. He's a fine quarterback. Uh, he is a placeholder for whoever the Raiders decide to draft uh, next year. Do I think he'll probably have a decent season? Sure. I'll be interested to see how he does look away from that Kyle Shanahan system that accounts for so much yak. Uh, and this will be the test to see who was right, Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick on... Because obviously Bill drafted Jimmy to replace Tom Brady. And Brady was like, fuck that, I'm staying. And yeah, I mean, the Pats won two more Super Bowls, so... I think it's pretty easy to say who won that, uh, who won that, but Jimmy G back with Josh McDaniels, Josh Jacobs is there, but holding out Devontae Adams, like they got pieces. It's just Jimmy G won't elevate any of those guys, sadly. Uh, number 26, we got Mac Jones. Uh, just a fine, he's a fine quarterback and I don't think that the Patriots made enough moves this offseason to really elevate him. Uh, I think signing Juju instead of Jacoby is just a lateral move. Obviously, the big move is getting an actual offensive coordinator uh, with Bill O'Brien there instead of Matt Patricia, which what a f dumbass move by Bill Belichick. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see it from the Patriots, and I don't like... Again, Mac's going to be fine this year, but past that, he's not, he is not the future of the Patriots. Uh, yeah, he, he's not the future of the Patriots. I think simple as that to say. Uh, 25, we have Kenny Pickett. Uh, Kenny Pickett is now moved, uh, moved above Mac Jones. And simply because I think the Steelers just have the much better team or best, better offense on paper. Like, I mean, you got Mac throwing to Juju and Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne. Like, I don't know. It It is what it is. And then you got Kenny Pickett throwing to 
George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. We got Najee Harris running the ball. The offensive line got better for him. So not much of a, like, jump up. I mean, technically it's a fall because those rookie quarterbacks have all jumped Jimmy and Mac, or Mac and Kenny, I should say. Um, but yeah, so Kenny Pickett at number 25. Uh, at number 24, we got the nasty man. We got Deshaun Watson. Uh, this is purely because I will never root for Deshaun Watson. I hope he tears his ACL. I think he is a very bad person. I don't think he should be in the NFL at all. Uh, and I just hope he absolutely sucks this year. I hope the Browns are awful. I hope that they are going to be stuck with that god-awful contract that they gave him. And I wish nothing but the worst for the Browns and that man. So Deshaun Watson, number 24. Uh, number 23, we have Derek Carr. Again, I think Derek Carr with the Saints this year will be... Yeah, he'll probably do what he did with the Raiders last year, which is an improvement for the Saints, given they had Andy Dalton throwing the ball last year, but not a big improvement. I think Derek Carr is on his way to being a, uh, a stopgap quarterback, a, oh, what's the actual term, but a bridge quarterback. He he will be the quarterback for teams now where they bring in a rookie and I'll be like, okay, well, we need the vet to come in and he'll get his chance to start and do well, but... I think it's just kind of it for Derek Carr. Uh, number 22, we got Daniel Jones. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is going to be fine this year. Uh, I don't think they really made that many upgrades for him this offseason. Uh, the big two or the big one was obviously Darren Waller. Uh, so hopefully he's healthy for him this year. And then they signed Paris Campbell. But other than that, the offense is pretty much what it was. Um for last season so we should see some improvement especially since he got paid 40 million dollars but daniel jones number 22 uh number 21 we got geno smith uh again i think this is a fine rating for geno smith i think he's a good game manager from what we saw last year uh but he he is what he is he's he's a fine quarterback he's a good quarterback but he comes in at number 21 uh, number 20, we got one of these young guys, one of the first ones to make the jump. Uh, Jordan Love comes in at number 20. And some people might see this as a slight. Uh, I think Jordan Love surpassing guys like Gino and Daniel Jones and Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Mac. Like, I say those names, not, not the greatest names, but... Uh, after one, one year of Jordan Love with the Packers... Uh, it's tough. I think Jordan Love could be very good. I mean, time's a flat circle, really. Uh, the Packers, they get they have Brett Favre, Hall of Fame quarterback, wins them a Super Bowl. They draft this guy at the back of the first round named Aaron Rodgers. He sits, he sits, he sits, and then Brett Favre goes to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers takes over, wins a Super Bowl. The rest is history, and then... When it's the back half of Rodgers' career, they wait until the, the almost the end of the first round. They draft Jordan Love, uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, following Brett Favre, uh, goes to the Jets, and Jordan Love is ready to take over. Uh, it'll be interesting. I have no idea what to expect from Jordan Love, but if it's what the Packers have done for the last 
two decades, it's Jordan Love is going to step in and be a problem for this league. So uh, I think 20 is a fair ranking because, again, I don't really know what to expect. I think we'll probably have a fine season. I think we'll probably have, like, we'll have a good season. Again, I put him above Geno Smith, who Geno Smith was a very good quarterback last year. So don't take that as a slight Packers fans. Uh, number 19, we have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson makes the jump up uh, from last season. I think a lot of this is going to have to do with Sean Payton and Sean Payton squeezing every last ounce of talent out of Russ that he has because he needs to. He needs to with what Russ is getting paid. Uh, they brought in some big bodies on the offensive line this year with Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. I am expecting... I don't, like, I've said it before, but, you know, if you get a good offensive line, a good run game, and a good defense, you can cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams just with that game plan-wise. Yeah, I think Russ will be better than he was last season, but he won't be the Russ that we knew with those uh, mid-2010 Seahawks, that's for sure. Number 18, we got Brock Purdy. Uh... I think Brock Purdy will fall back to earth a little bit. I don't think that he'll have that or he'll continue that crazy run that he had uh, last year when he did go in. Uh, But yeah, I'm expecting him to kind of do what Jimmy G did, but just at maybe a little more of an elevated level. Um, Because yeah, that Niners team, you don't need much. It's just kind of dump off to Debo, dump off to Ayuk, and dump off to CMC and... They'll get those yak yards for you. That's how they generate their offense. Brock Purdy just needs to make those throws and limit turnovers, and he'll be fine. Uh, Number 17, we have the first rookie making their appearance on this list. We have C.J. Stroud. Uh, I Every time I talk about a team, I can see the good. I think this is one of the first years where... I don't think there's a lot of objectively bad teams. I think we got the Cardinals. I think we got the Buccaneers. But even the Buccaneers, you still got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The offense could be still pretty good. But I think really only objectively the Cardinals are a very bad team. Uh, I also think the Rams are going to suck. That's a whole other issue. Uh, But C.J. Stroud, number 17 here. Uh... He has a good offensive line to work with. Damian Pierce as the running back. So again, good O-line. Good run game. Uh, I think the defense will be pretty good with D'Amico Ryans leading the charge uh, and Will Anderson, Derek Stingley, and Jalen Petrie being the building blocks of that defense. Uh, But yeah, it's just... It's hard for me to put C.J. Stroud any higher on this list just because of what he has to work with... uh, for for wide receivers or for pass catchers in general. Like Dalton Schultz is the most established guy that they have there. And Dalton Schultz is fine. I'm sure he'll be a great security blanket for Stroud. But Nico Collins, uh, John Mechie, they got Robert Woods. They drafted Tank Dell. One of those guys is going to take have to take a big step up. Uh, obviously, it won't be Robert Woods because Robert Woods is on the back nine of his career. But... C.J. Stroud, number 17, I think is a very fair spot to put him after his rookie year. Um, Number 16, Kirk Cousins. So there we go. We got the Kirk Cousins line back. Uh, Again, 
I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a similar year to what he did last year. So him sliding down is more of the, I just believe in the other rookie two quarterbacks more, because obviously if you're paying attention, he slid down two spots and I haven't talked about two rookies yet. So we will talk about those guys very shortly. Uh, Number 15, we got Kyler. I already said my piece on Kyler. I don't really need to say anything more. He won't play this year. Uh, So yeah, he also slid down on the list because of that. But again, I still believe in the talent that Kyler Murray has. We shall see. Number 14, we have Anthony Richardson. Uh, Anthony Richardson could have a very good year. Obviously, with this projection, I believe that Anthony Richardson is going to have a very good year because if he doesn't, like, he's one of the most high floor, low, or no, low floor, high ceiling guys. Like, I could easily put him where in between Daniel Jones and Derek Carr, if I'm really being honest. Uh, But I believe that Anthony Richardson is going to have a good season. I believe that Shane Steichen will, uh, do similar things to what he did with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Richardson is the much, much, much better athletes than Hurts is. And that's saying a lot, because Hurts is still a very good athlete. Um, But yeah, I think Richardson will have a good year. And that puts him at 14. Uh, At number 13, we got Bryce Young. That's one thing about all these rookie quarterbacks, uh, or at least all the ones that are going to start anyways. They all got drafted to very good situations. I think probably Anthony Richardson has the worst just because the offensive line is a little questionable, but he's still got playmakers around him. And then you want to talk about Bryce Young and the Panthers. Uh, I absolutely love their coaching staff that they're building there. I mean, I've said that multiple times uh, over the last few episodes. The offensive line is good. Miles Sanders as the running back should be very good. They got decent weapons on the outside. Uh, And Bryce Young is good. Bryce Young is going to be good. I know we all make fun of him for him being like five foot four. It is what it is, but he is a tiny man. It'll be very funny watching him play football, but he is going to be a good quarterback in this league. So at 13 is where I'll put him for now. Uh, At number 12, we have another faller on this list, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers... uh, I just don't think he has it anymore. Do I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to be a good quarterback this year? Yes. But I think those MVP seasons that we saw in 21 and 20 are done. Uh, I I just think that he basically left the Packers to go to the New York Packers instead. I don't think his situation has really changed much at all other than adding Garrett Wilson uh, to the mix. But I think he's going to regress and I have him at number 12. Uh, Number 11, we got Jared Goff. Jared Goff jumping up a couple spots here. Uh, And this is due because I think the Lions are going to be good. I think that offense is going to be terrific this year. Jared Goff is going to be a big part of that. And yeah, he will move up to 11 after the season. And staying at number 10, we got Dak Prescott. I don't think I really have to say much. Uh, He's Dak Prescott. He... Black Kirk Cousins, basically. He won't win you games. He won't lose you games. He'll make some wow plays, but... Top 10 quarterback. Arguably top 10 quarterback. Uh, Coming in at number 9, we got Justin Herbert. 
Uh, yeah, so this is mainly because I have other guys making more of a jump, and I just think I, I, I've already seen what I need to see from Justin Herbert. I don't think that getting Kellen Moore in as the offensive coordinator is any better. I think Kellen Moore has had his moments as the Cowboys offensive coordinator where things have looked great. There's also been a lot of times where I'm like, how are you guys this bad when you have a great offensive line, a great run game, you got great receivers, Dak at quarterback, like it should be easier than it looks. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe Kellen Moore gets into his head a little bit too much, uh, much like the current Chargers head coach. Maybe that's why he hired him because he saw saw himself in him, uh, which isn't great for Chargers fans. But again, this isn't a knock on Justin Herbert. I still think Justin Herbert is a good talent. I think he has plateaued. I don't think Justin Herbert is going to hit that elite level of quarterback. I think he is where he is right now, and that's good, but it's great. It's great. If you were to have this like level for the next decade, you should be very happy, but I just think you got Matt Stafford again. You got another Phillip Rivers where... Great, you got your franchise quarterback for the next decade, but it won't amount to anything. Have fun, Chargers fans. It's going to be another... I mean, it's literally just rinse, repeat every year for the Chargers. Nothing ever changes. It's really funny. Uh, Number eight, we got Justin Fields. So this is one of the biggest risers on the list. If you didn't like my ranking of him going into the season at 19, you should love this ranking of him at eight. Uh... Obviously, I said it, one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league currently. I mean, one of the best rushing quarterbacks ever. He is now ha- he now has the weapons around him to be better. And the offensive line got slightly better. The Bears team as a whole got better. Uh, I'm expecting a big jump from Justin Fields this year. If we don't see a jump in the passing, then it might be time to question him. But... I'm expecting a big Justin Fields year this year, and that's why he comes in at number eight. Uh, Number seven, we got Jalen Hurts. He falls, but that has really nothing to do with him and more just other quarterbacks also being very, very good. Uh, Because he's going to have another great year. He'll probably be in the MVP conversation as long as everyone stays healthy on that team for him because... The offensive line's still great. The run game, I think, might be better than it was last year, which is saying something. Uh, his weapons are great. So Jalen Hurts, number seven. Number six, we got Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, my God. I couldn't even say his last name. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, yeah, I'm just expecting a fully healthy season from Tua. Fully healthy season out of the Raris. And sky's the limit. Sky is the limit for this offense, for this team, really. I can't wait to get into to the division previews coming up. That'll be starting next week. Just a sneak preview there. Uh, but yeah, I'm expecting a massive year from for Tua. Second year in the Mike McDaniel offense. We'll have a better grasp on it. Everyone will have a better grasp on it. Uh, Tyreek said, I think like a month or two ago, that the first few weeks he was just kind of running out there. He had no idea and he was absolutely lethal. Now that he has a grasp on what the offense is doing, I don't even know what to expect. So, Tua Tagovailoa, number six. Uh, Number five, we have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a special quarterback. Trevor Lawrence will hit that elite level. 
I am expecting a massive season from him this year. Uh, they brought back Evan Ingram. Christian Kirk is still there. Calvin Ridley coming back from his suspension is the big addition. I'm expecting Lawrence to take another jump. I am excited to see what this Jags team can do. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, number five. Uh, number four, we got Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is it, like... I'd say, yeah, okay. So, just a little behind the scenes here right now. So, from my nine to six, so Herbert Fields hurts Tua. I have them in one category. And then my five to two, Lawrence, Lamar, Burrow, and Allen. Another tier, and obviously Pat Mahomes one. But I expect anyone in that top nine that I just listed in those three tiers those are like MVP candidates. I don't think anyone outside of those nine has a chance at an MVP. And I know it's like, oh, you've just been shitting on Justin Herbert. And it's like, yeah, Justin Herbert puts up all the stats that can get him into the MVP conversation. No doubt. Will he win it? No. Uh, but I think Lamar has a very good chance to win an MVP this year. Obviously, health is the major concern of everyone on the team. So as long as people stay healthy for him, I'm expecting really big things from the Ravens this year and Lamar hitting that elite status again. Uh, number three, Joe Burrow. Uh, nothing really changes. And obviously my big knock with, not even a big knock, but my knock with Joe Burrow is I haven't really seen it in the playoffs and I'm not expecting a Bengals Super Bowl this year. Uh, no surprise. But uh, so yeah, I can't really move him ahead for some hypothetical playoff game where he might throw for 300 yards finally and like three touchdowns. But uh, again, I think this is probably the best offense that Burrow has had. Uh, weapons and O-line and run game. It's it's all going to be there for him. He's going to be a very, very good quarterback again. He will be in that MVP conversation, but he stays at number three for me. Josh Allen, number two, again, don't have to say much. I have seen what I need to see from Allen at his peak. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, just needs a little more help around him. And I know people are like probably being like, what do you mean he needs help around him? He has digs. It's like, yeah, he has digs, but I think they finally have a running game for him. So he won't have to take the bulk of the carries and the bulk of the run game. Uh, James Cook is an ascending player at the running back. They brought in Damian Harris. That'll be a very good one-two punch. I'm excited to see what Dalton Kincaid can do and if he can be that second option for him. Uh, maybe, uh, I keep wanting to say Corey Davis, and I know it's not Corey Davis, but whatever their other wide receiver who was young. How am I blanking on that guy's name? Oh, it's been a long day. It's very hot in here. God, I have a little bit of a fan going, a little bit of a breeze going, but I am sweating. If you were watching on video, I look disgusting right now. I got a lovely hat tan line today too, but that's beside the point. And at number one, I already spoiled it. It's Pat Mahomes. Simple enough. Simple enough. I have, you don't, you don't have to say anything. He is the best quarterback in the league. He is, I mean, he's, he's going to be the best quarterback of this generation for the generation we had growing up or for most of us had growing up. Uh, it was Brady and Manning. It was that duo. Rodgers obviously got into the mix. Uh, 
right now it's Pat Mahomes, and it's Pat Mahomes alone for this generation. I don't think there's any other quarterback really that deserves to be mentioned as a generational quarterback other than him. Because uh, all those other guys still have stuff to prove. Patrick Mahomes has nothing to prove at this moment. If he were to retire right now, he would be a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes, number one. Okay, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, good episode. You had a lot to talk about today. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed that. I'm sure I will be getting lots of comments uh, in the group text some point tomorrow once people... Uh, people listen to the episode but again one year into this thing thank you all so so much for listening i appreciate you all and now we are finally into next week getting into division breakdowns uh i'm excited i'm excited to finally talk overall about all these teams i've been holding back a little bit when i've been talking about some of these teams because i don't want to spoil everything because I don't, I hate talking or bringing up the same point twice. Because it's, I mean, I shouldn't. Whatever, I should just say it all anyways. But everyone, you will hear all of my thoughts on all of your teams coming up. Uh, and yeah, thank you all so much. Uh, I will see you next week. If you've enjoyed this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.